Welcome everyone today. Uh, this is class 41, chapter three, Yoga of Action. We're on topic four, the technique of right action. Any questions on the previous class? So last class I was struggling to, I just found this whiteboard and I was trying, I did some diagrams and I was struggling to share it but I somehow managed to do it this morning. So uh, uh, it's not perfect, but uh, you'll get the point. Can everyone see this? Everyone see yeah. this? Yeah, great. It's not perfect, but... Let's have a look. So this is us, human being. Self... Atman, the core of our being, core of a human being. This enlivens the being, all human beings, all animals, like petrol in a car, which we keep repeating. Covering this self is our vasanas. The vasanas are the nature of a person, good or bad. Selfish or unselfish, based on quality of vasanas, which is called gunas. And the gunas are sattva, rajas, tamas. So this circle here determines the kind of human being that we see around us. Everyone is different because of the difference here. The vasanas are different. And the gunas, the quality of those vasanas are different. And based on that, the outer circle, which is the body, mind, and intellect. This is supposed to, it's supposed to say body, mind, intellect, but it seems to have disappeared. Body, mind, and intellect. And with these three equipments, we function in the world. We act in the world. So this is a human being. Self in living, the qualities, the vasanas, the desires, body, mind, intellect, interpretates those vasanas, action in the world. Any questions on that? I'm going to close this now. Did everyone understand? Did you, everyone see that? Did everyone understand that? Yeah, good. So any questions based on that? This just uh, sums up what a human being is, who you are, why you are the way you are, why is your partner the way he or she is, the children, et cetera, et cetera, because of their vasanas and the qualities. And the actions are determined by that. Simple as that. This is who you are. Great. Okay, so we'll start today's class now.
Starting with verse 30. Mai sarvani karmani sanyasyat yatmachetasa nirasir nirmamo bhutpa yudhyasva vigatajparaha mai sarvani karmani sanyasyat yatmachetasa nirasir nirmamo bhutpa Renouncing all actions in me, capital M. With thoughts resting on the self, free from hope and attachment, fight without mental fever. One, two, three, four, four different uh, prescriptions there. Renouncing all actions in me with thoughts resting on the self, free from hope and attachment, fight without mental fever. So this is the main verse, this and then the next verse is the main verse of this chapter, the crux of this chapter. It explains what karma yoga is. the blueprint on how to perform the ideal perfect action. We, all, we are all acting in the world. How do we know we're doing it perfectly? How do we know we're doing our best? This verse explains you exactly how to perform the right action. So an ideal action, a perfect action has two qualities. Anyone know what they are? What are the two qualities of action? Yep, so. One is selfish, unselfish, is it? Selfish, unselfish. Yes, it's part of it, but two main, two main things when you're performing action. Nilam? Is it um, having a higher ideal <clears throat> and also non-attachment to the fruits of the action? Yep, you're absolutely right. That's also part of it. Anybody else? Two main conditions to perform a perfect action. Those are all attributes to performing the right action. So two main conditions are the action must generate energy and not drain sapio energy. So the action itself must generate energy. So if you're working and you get tired, that means you're not performing action properly. Because the action itself should generate more energy. How is that possible? How is that possible? Action should generate energy. Interesting, isn't it? It's not something we think about. 
How can action generate energy? For example, in a car, you have a dynamo, yeah? What does a dy dynamo do? Anyone? What does a dynamo in a car do? Generates energy to electrify. As the car moves, meaning it's moving like we are acting, it generates electric electricity. It generates energy from the movement, which then charges the battery. Otherwise, the battery will be flat next morning. Every time you start the car in the morning, it has energy to start the car, doesn't it? Where does this energy come from? If the dynamo did not recharge the battery, you would not be able to start the car next morning. So while the car is moving, the dynamo takes, generates electricity by transforming the movement into power. We won't go into that. So when you perform any action, then the action should not dissipate, meaning waste energy in any way. While you're acting, you should not waste energy. I know it sounds complicated, but you'll understand when we finish this uh, verse. While you're acting, you should not waste energy. How would you be wasting energy? Any ideas? How could you be wasting energy? You're doing your work. How can you be wasting energy, Nilam? Uh, mental agitation. Mental agitations, absolutely. Main, main way of sucking energy, mental agitations. This verse is used, is the one used by people, you know, when giving seminars, how to be rich, how to be successful. They may not know that it comes from the Gita, but these people earn a lot of money by advising people how to perform action in business. This is where it comes from. Krishna gives it, Lord Krishna gives it to us for free. You don't have to pay anyone. You generate energy. And if you follow this technique of right action, the result is you become more productive in life. Become more productive in life. In whichever area you wish, you can achieve anything you want materially in the terrestrial world or on the spiritual path to achieve spiritual goals such as spiritual development or enlightenment. So this technique is the same, path of action. So how do you do this? How do you generate energy while acting? Any ideas? How do you generate energy while acting? So, can I just clarify one thing? Maybe I'm doing it prematurely, I don't know. The generation of energy or the tiredness that is generated in the action, we're not talking about um, physical because nobody can be active 24-7 and not get tired, right? So that dissipation of energy, because you said that if I'm working and I get tired, then I'm acting in, in the wrong way or in, you know, mm -hmm. then that means that 
my body might be physically tired, but that's got nothing to do with this, right? We're talking about mental fatigue, right? I think you need to uh, ask that question at the end of this verse. So how do we act? From that graph, we said we have three equipments, the body, mind, intellect, what we use for action. This is how we act in the world. This is how we interact with the world. But there's three disciplines given for each of those components. Lord Krishna gives us three disciplines, one for each of the equipment to be able to perform the right action. So with the first one, the body, how do you, what do you do with the body? What do you do with the body? Any ideas? Do you sleep in bed all day? Laser Movement. Around. Huh? Movement. Movement. Action. Action. Be active. Constantly be active. When you don't perform action, your body becomes weak. You become lethargic. You become lazy. So be active. If you don't, you lose the capacity your body's capacity to act. You see, some of these middle-class, rich people, especially India, Middle East, all the sheikhs, how, how majority of their bodies are. You see, they're so unfit, obese. Why? Because they're not physically active. They're running big businesses, but they are physically inactive. They have servants to do everything. Especially in India. The driver drives you to the office. He opens the door for you. He takes your briefcase upstairs to your office. He puts it on your desk. Tea comes to you. Lunch comes to you. End of the day, the driver takes the briefcase back to the car. You go home. The wife, servant, has made dinner. You eat, you put your feet up, that's your day. How much action have you performed? Physical action. That's why heart rate, the heart attack rate in, in, in India is highest in the middle class because of inactivity. Just today, um, it was on the news, 62-year-old, one of the most richest man in the world, Warren Buffett, they called him, of India, died at 62. So you lose energy due to lack of physical activity. Any questions? So continue to act. So dynamic action by the body. In fact, they use the term fight Fight without mental fever. Fight is what they're using the word to represent dynamic actions. Fight over the challenges of the world. When you're active, it creates further energy. When you're inactive, it destroys your energy. So to, energy, to generate energy, what must you do? What must you do? So you all know, constantly, constantly act. 
The more active, the more energy you gain. Don't leave things for later. Whatever you have to do, do it now. Don't wait for later. Keep act, be active. Any questions on the body acting? Does everyone understand? If you don't act, you become, your body starts hurting. Your limbs start paining. In action. But the more active you are, body joints are oiled. You can do better movements. Next is the mind. What must the mind do to perform the ideal action? Anyone? Nilam, you mentioned it already. What does the mind do? Vanita? Mind have to stay in the present moment while performing the action. Present moment, yeah. What else? Sil, you mentioned it as well. Surrenders to a higher ideal. Higher ideal beyond your own selfish interests. If you do that, you gain energy, power, strength, great mental stamina. When the mind acts selfishly, the energy level is reduced. This is a law. Unselfish, more energy. Selfish, less energy. So when you use you perform actions for the community, how much energy you have when you're thinking of others. Yeah. When you think for yourself, you cannot work in the same way because you're working for a higher ideal. At work, you want something for, for yourself from the boss, extra holidays or something. How you find it difficult to ask your boss? I need extra day off, is it possible? You're scared to go in there, speak to them. But if you're representing all the staff, you're the head of the union, how much energy you have, you can demand. We demand an extra day off. It's the Queen's 90th birthday, whatever it is. It's too hot to work. We demand a day off. Or I represent all the people working here. Acting for a higher ideal. You can look at the eye to eye with your boss and demand it you're representing something higher beyond your own selfish interest but if you went there just for yourself you'd be timid you'd be scared what will my boss say how will he react a president for example donald trump when he was president how much power he had whatever he said happened now he's acting for the country then now he's no longer president he's not representing the country He's thinking of himself. How much power does he have? Higher ideal, unselfish, selfish ideal. So the higher the ideal, the greater the energy. I know this may sound, it may sound to you strange. It may sound strange because you've never come across it before. What about the intellect? We've covered the body, we've covered the mind. What about the intellect? What should the intellect do?
Yeah, Nilam. Focus on the self. Focus on the self. Intellect should focus their thoughts on the self. The intellect maintains a constant awareness of the self as the source of all your actions and directs the actions towards the goal. I am the self. Only the intellect can do this. Intellect monitors the action, remains objective whilst acting. What does the mind, what can, what does the mind have tendency to do? What does the mind constantly do? Vanita, what does the mind do? It wonders um, in the past and in the future. It doesn't stay in the present. It's, it's, it's always overthinking, creating scenarios in your head that might not even be real or happen. If the mind goes on another thought, the intellect brings it back to the action at hand. Intellect constantly monitors the action, remains objective whilst acting. The intellect has the capacity to create great power to reach the goal. The example given in this um, verse is water flowing in one direction has how much force? Wind blowing in one direction is powerful, can blow away houses. So if you're able to act mentally focused, intellect monitors the mind to stay on the action, you become very efficient. Any questions on that? You won't, you won't be able to absorb it straight away, this path of action, karma yoga. You really have to think about it. Does it make sense? Does it make common sense? Now, which are the three ways we lose energy? We're saying that we need to conserve energy, act, and that we create more energy. There are three different ways that we actually lose energy. You have to be aware of that. What are those three things? Any idea? Some of you have already mentioned it. Where, how do, how do you lose energy? Yeah, Nilam. Would it almost be the opposite of the three? So being inactive, so lethargy, um, allowing the mind to wander, um, and then just forgetting that we're the self or forgetting about the self. Yeah, you could say that, but what it does, what does the mind do? That it saps the energy. See, I know you're saying it's the opposite, but specifically, what does the mind do to sap the energy? We can say it doesn't concentrate on the object because it's doing what? Wondering, it's um, agitated. It's... Worries and attachment of the past. Mind keeps thinking of the past. He, she did this last week. Strange thoughts from the past, unrelated to the action you're doing, while you're doing the action. Keeps coming, these strange thoughts keeps coming into your mind. You're doing some work. The mind suddenly jumps to some thought from when you're at school, when you're at college. It happens. 
or something that may have happened last week. This person did this to me. Something happened last month, last year, unrelated to what you're doing. It does that automatically. Am I the only one or does everyone um, have similar? <laughs> otherwise I'm uh, talking about myself otherwise. The mind has a tendency to jump from some, to something ridiculous. And that's why the mind is called a monkey mind. It keeps jumping, never stays in the present. Monkey mind. Monkey can't stand. He can't stand. He's just scratching, doing this, jumping from one branch to another. He can't help itself. Mind is the same. That's why it's called a monkey mind. So when your mind starts thinking of these things, what is happening? What's happening? Your energy levels are reducing. It's wasting energy. Energy that can be used on the action you're performing. So that's one way. So the intellect has to keep the mind focused. Bring it back straight away. Hey, doesn't matter what we did last week, which restaurant we went to, what that person did to you. Let's focus on the action on hand. See, another thing is when you're not focused, your action is not 100% perfect. You can do a lot better because you're not focused. That's the problem. What else does the mind do? So that's worries of the past. What else does it do? Yeah, Nila? It likes to make comparisons about other people and yourself. Well, that's what mine does. <laughs> and judgments about everything. Yeah, he does that as well. Anxiety, hope, craving for the enjoyment of the fruit of the action. What does that mean? Craving, anxiety, hope, craving for the fruit, enjoyment of the fruit of the action. What does that mean? Dharmesh, Dharmesh put his hand straight up. What is it? It's worrying about the future outcome of the action. Future outcome of the action. Will it be good? Will it work out? I'm working so hard for a dream holiday. I can't wait to go. You're working to earn money so that you can go on a dream holiday. What happens to the mind suddenly? Where does the mind go? Deepa, where does the mind go? Where does the mind go? Working hard to earn money for a holiday. Yeah, Dharmesh? It goes off to action. Where does it go? It starts thinking of other issues and things, which is wasting more energy. I'm working so hard for a dream holiday. I can't wait to go. Suddenly the mind pictures yourself on the beach. No holiday. <laughs> <laughs> huh? In the five-star hotel, on the plane, what food will they have on the plane? Will it be comfortable? Your thoughts are constantly on the holiday. How can you concentrate on the action? How can you concentrate on earning the money to go on the holiday? Once again, you're wasting your energy. 
energy that can be used on the action at hand. And you leave the mind, God knows where it'll go after that. <laughs> so the intellect has to bring it back. Hey, holidays afterwards. First, I've got to earn the money to buy the ticket. And for that, I need to work. I have to do it overtime. So that's another way. Mind jumps to the future. Fruit of the action, enjoyment of the fruit of the action. Fruit means the result. And number three, feverish excitement over the present action. Fight without mental fever, it says, the translation. Free from mental fever. Excitement over the present action. You get excited with what you're doing. Overly excited. You know, a child, oh yeah, let me do this, let me do this. He gets excited. This also wastes energy. Do not develop a fever over the duties and responsibilities. So these are the three ways of generating energy. Body must act, mindset to a higher unselfish ideal. Intellect is fixed on the goal. If it's a worldly goal or the self, if spiritual goal. Intellect is fixed on the goal if it's a worldly goal or fixed on the self if spiritual goal. Then the intellect is objective. Avoid three areas where you lose energy, which we just covered. Does that make sense? This is perfect action. Any clarifications, any questions? So Swamiji gives an example in his lecture. He says, it's like you want to fill a large container with water. There are three taps, you turn them on to fill the container. But the issue is there are also three holes at the bottom. Where the water leaks from. So what must you do, anyone? What must you do to fill that container? You open the three taps, what must you do? Ramesh? Fix the three leaks first. Fix the three leaks first. Cover the three holes. Only if you cover the three holes at the bottom will the container eventually get full. Otherwise, you're wasting water. So this is the formula for right action. Does that make sense? Example should uh, make you understand exactly what's going on in you. Still has a question. So you know the way you say that the intellect focuses on the self, yeah? Um, so I, from my understanding, it's the subtle intellect that helps you to think of the self. Mm -hmm. And you can develop your gross intellect mm -hmm. to help you function better in the world. Mm -hmm. But the subtle intellect is almost like you can't really develop in a sense, like studying and whatever, mm -hmm. like you're saying. So if we are not able to think of the self, 
in the action that we're performing because relatively we're focusing on developing the gross intellect because we want to function better in the world it's going to be almost an impossible task to think of the self if our subtle intellect is not developed so two intellects we have gross intellect we use in the world subtle intellect we use for spiritual development yeah. subtle intellect can think of something beyond the world who is god what is god how do i become god spiritual development you need the subtle intellect so this path of action what it's saying is that if your goal is your dream holiday and you need to work hard that is something in the world yeah your goal is something in the world so therefore think of that goal yeah my time with my family my enjoyment if you're buying a new car you you think of the car like how you'll enjoy driving that car etc that is your goal your terrestrial goal so the intellect in order to get that goal your intellect still has to keep the mind on the action so you can earn enough money to get that goal yeah if your goal is spiritual development i need to reduce my vastness i need to re reach self realization in this lifetime your goal is self realization then your thoughts should be on the self yeah even on the if you are act, if you if you're walking on the path of spiritual development then your goal is the ultimate which is the self and while you're acting in the world your goal is the self therefore your goal is to reduce your vastness that is what you're trying to do i want to reach self realization so there's two different goals terrestrial spiritual so the dream holiday is replaced by self realization can you work towards it gaining more knowledge whatever it takes in order to reducing your vastness whatever it is to get to the goal is that okay yeah. <laughs> well i for me the action that the the i suppose the blueprint of action that's been given mm -hmm. is the blueprint for right action in the world yeah. right it's not the blueprint for uh right action for self realization let's finish this first and the next verse which explains this okay any other questions to what we've just said okay so this is the formula for right action now majority of people who take the gita take up the gita no i'm not talking about you guys the majority of the people who study the gita are what age huh they're old retired they finished working they join a group to join to start to learn about the gita what can they do learning the gita at 70 hardly acting anymore is time pass this is knowledge 
is meant for the young who are still active. They're still performing action in the world. This is what it's meant for. So really the Bhagavad Gita, the knowledge is for young people, not the people who are retired. What can they do now? It's too late. Meant for the young who are still active. So this karma yoga, you have to really think about it, study it, try to incorporate it slowly. And it's meant for a person who is a man of action. It's difficult for a regular person to understand this. Any questions? Okay, uh, Nilam. This verse contains the blueprint of an ideal action. The quintessence, sorry, the quintessence of karma yoga, the path of action. An ideal action has two essential requisites. The action itself must generate energy and it must not allow dissipation of any energy through unproductive channels. Krishna teaches the technique of right action. This technique energizes you to work in the world without dissipation of existing energy. The same technique holds good for achieving either a terrestrial or transcendental goal. You may use this formula to increase productivity and gain material prosperity, or you may direct it towards realizing the Supreme Self. The first part of the technique, which promotes energy, comprises three disciplines. One, dynamic action by the body. Two, surrender to an ideal by the mind. Three, focusing of thoughts on the self by the intellect. The body needs to act ceaselessly. The actual word used in the verse is yudhyasya, which means fight. Fighting implies dynamic actions directed to victory over the challenges of the world. Action builds up energy and strength. Inaction weakens and ultimately destroys the physical body. Hence, the body must remain in constant activity. Though the Gita stresses dynamic action, people generally take up this great textbook after their retirement and resignation from active life. Study of the Gita has become a post-retirement pastime. In the second discipline, you surrender your mind to a higher ideal. An ideal represents a nobler, greater purpose in your activity beyond the selfish interests of your own body, mind and intellect. If you act in surrender to a high ideal, you gain mental stamina for work. The higher the ideal, the greater the stamina. The highest ideal in life is self-realization. If you work for that supreme ideal, you gain immense energy. The third discipline is aimed at the intellect. Your intellect maintains an awareness of the self as the primary source of all actions. Also, the intellect directs all actions towards the chosen ideal. By such discipline, you maintain objectivity in action. You do not become entangled and enmeshed in your activities. And by directing all your actions to a chosen ideal, you gain enormous power. Just as water flowing in one direction gathers power, 
wind blowing in one direction is forceful, light focused in one direction is brilliant. So also by proper utilization of your body, mind and intellect, you gather immense strength for reaching your goal in life. The second part of the verse helps you to concentrate on your present action by avoiding dissipation of energy. It refers to three possible channels of dissipation as indicated by three powerful words, ego, mama, hope, asa, and fever, jvara. Ego arises out of memories of your past. When you cling on to the worries of the past, you allow them to infiltrate into the present and disturb your action. The second cause of dissipation refers to hoping, craving for enjoyment of the fruit of your action. This creates anxiety in the present for the result of your action. Fruit of action belongs to the future. Do not allow thoughts of acquisition and, enjoy and enjoyment of the fruit to mar the execution of your present action. The third cause is your feverish excitement over the present activity itself. Do not work yourself into a frenzy over your duties and responsibilities. Do not develop a fever of doing. Thus, intelligently clip worries of the past and anxieties for the future and just plunge into your present activity without the least excitement. You will then, without doubt, reach the material or spiritual goal you've set for yourself. There you go. Perfect action. You follow this verse. You become a different person. People say, wow, the way you work, unbelievable. I've never seen anyone work like you. That's how it, you can become. Any questions? So you, you have to really read this, think about it, incorporate it to your own life, how you behave, make changes based on this in your personality. And next verse says how, tells us how. <clears throat> so we'll cover the next verse now. Ye me matamidam nityam anutishtanti manavaha shraddhavanto nasuyanto mochyante tepikarma bihi ye me matamidam nitya manutishtanti manavaha shraddhavanto nasuyanto mochyante tepikarma bihi those men who constantly practice this teaching of mine full of shraddha faith and without cavilling they too are liberated from actions. Krishna advises that those who practice this technique of right action, the one we've just covered in verse 30, they exhaust their vasanas. It's the vasanas that is the cause of all action. Remember in the diagram, we said it's the vasanas that create action for the body, mind, intellect. They are liberated from this world. So if your goal is self-realization, this technique of right action can help you reduce your vasanas, which is the cause of you acting in the world in the first place. You are freed from your vasanas. 
vasanas that binds you to this world. When you are free from vasanas, what does it mean? What does it mean when you are free from vasanas? Yeah, Vanita. Can be one with God. One with God, and if that happens, what happens? You are enlightened. Enlightened meaning no rebirth, no next life, no more vasanas, no more next life. But you must practice this teaching with shraddha, faith. Shilabin, not with shraddha, your daughter, but shraddha, faith. <laughs> what is this shraddha, faith? Anyone? What is this Shraddha faith? What is Shraddha faith? Actually, there is no word to describe Shraddha in English. Faith is the nearest word. Vanita, could you read verse one, please? Krishna imparted the technique of, of right action, the essence of karma yoga. In the preceding verse, those who practice this teaching with devotion and shraddha, faith, are liberated from their vasanas, inherent tendencies, which bind them to the world. You accumulate vasanas, the cause of all action, through egocentric and selfish actions. These vasanas confine you to the to a limited and constricted life. You are never free from, you are never free to live apart from the influence of your self-acquired vasanas. But by following Krishna's great teachings on the essence of karma yoga, you exhaust your existing vasanas and gain liberation from this world. One must follow these teachings without cavilling and, and full of shraddha, without cavilling, meaning that the practitioner must approach it with devotion. Those who do not respect the teaching, who cavil, carp, and find fault with it, lack devotion for the teacher and his great message. Such people will not acquire the benefit of the teaching. Moreover, one must practice this teaching with shraddha. The Sanskrit word shraddha has no equivalent in English, though usually translated as faith. A Christian mystic, Joel Goldsmith, defines faith as a belief in a thing which I do not know until I come to know what I believe in. Rabrinath Tagore, the Bengali poet of India, says, Faith is the bird that feels the light and sings when the dawn is still dark. Shraddha encompasses these two definitions, yet means something much more. Stop there. Yeah, stop there. So we must practice this teaching with Shraddha faith. And there's two examples there of poets who've said what Shraddha faith, what faith means, the definition of faith. Christian mystic Joe Goldsmith defines faith as a belief in a thing which I do not know until I come to know what I believe in. I believe in a thing which I do not know until I come to know what I believe in. 
scriptic. Rabrinath Tagore is a very famous Bengali poet of India. Says, faith is the bird that feels the light and sings when the dawn is still dark. That gives you some insight of what faith is. So what is faith and shuddha? See, some of you, some of you, when you came across this subject initially, you came to a few classes. You may not be sure about me, about Swamiji who's written this book. Is it a cult? What do they want from me? You may have had some reservations and rightly so. Yeah, because you've got to be careful where you, when you do these sort of spiritual classes and organizations, you've got to be careful. You know, not all of them are right for you. So then with precaution, you come to a few classes. Then after some, after coming regularly, you begin to have faith in this subject. This knowledge is quite interesting, you might say to yourself. It seems to be useful, seems to make logical sense. And you get by, has not asked anything from me. No bank, bank account details, please give me this much every month. He doesn't ask me for anything. I don't know, but he keeps going on about this morning study business, I don't understand. He keeps asking me for that. But he doesn't ask me for anything. Then he starts coming to classes regularly. Some of the knowledge starts to change into wisdom. You start to change. The way you feel changes. How you react to situations in your life starts to change. You have a better understanding of your family. You begin to have better relationships with people. You start to understand the meaning of life, the purpose of life. In other words, there's a change in your personality. Now faith has turned to Shraddha. That is the difference. Initially you came, you're worried. What is this class about? What is this subject? Then your guard is down, you have faith. You know, this subject, it seems to be interesting. You have faith in the subject. When it changes you, you now have Shraddha. Faith has turned to Shraddha. And it is Shraddha that takes you to the goal you have set. Not just faith. It's Shraddha that takes you to be liberated from action. Shraddha that takes you to reduce your vasanas. Does that give you some idea of what the difference between faith and Shraddha is? Shraddha changes you, changes your personality. It's Shraddha that takes you to become self-realized. Any questions? Faith and Shraddha. So that's why there's no word for Shraddha in English language. Even faith doesn't cover it. Second part of this translation, without cavilling, 
You must not cavil, meaning suspect, meaning doubt the knowledge. Now, please don't misunderstand. It doesn't mean you should not question the knowledge. Yeah, you have to question knowledge. But what it means is that once you have faith in the words of Lord Krishna, just follow it. You know this verse, I don't agree with it. How can I create more energy by working harder? That's nonsense. That's cavilling. You've not tried it. Yeah, you've not put the put it into action. What proof is there that I am God? How can I be God? If this is your attitude, then this knowledge will not work for you. So do not cavil. This is the difference. You have faith. Have 100% faith and follow Lord Krishna's words. Don't question it as to, to the authenticity of it. Try it. So this formula of right action is laid down for all human beings. Vanita, could you read the rest, please? Shraddha includes the capacity. Shraddha includes the capacity of the intellect to reflect upon the teachings, understand, assimilate, and make it your own. The ability to pursue it until you become one with it, until the information brings about a transformation in your personality, until the knowledge metaphor morphosis into wisdom. Krishna states that his teachings on the technique of action is, is his opinion, Mata. A Mata cannot claim a timeless universal application. It may apply only to a particular person or group of people in a certain period of time or place. A Mata is therefore different from a Dharma, which constitutes an internal principle. Dharma applies universally to one and all, at all periods of time and in all places. In this verse, Krishna gives out the path of action applicable to active people. An introvert, a com contemplative person has outgrown the path of action. He is more attuned to the pursuit of knowledge and renunciation. In that sense, this technique is limited to one class of people. So this formula of right action is saying it's not a universal law. Gravity is a universal law. Yeah, it affects everyone at all times. It's saying this is not a universal law. Dharma means universal law for all human beings. Now, don't misunderstand this. This path of action is for a man of action. If a man of action follows this path, then the person reduces their vastness and is liberated. Active person like Arjuna, Arjuna was a man of action. Every human being needs to act. So this is still the right formula for action for all humans, but to reduce vastness, it's only for the man of action. For a devotional person, the path of devotion is given, chapter 7 to 12. 
For an introvert, an intellectual, the path of knowledge is given, verse 13, chapters 13 to 18. So to reduce your vasanas, this karma yoga is for man of action, like Arjuna. But if you're a devotional person, you need the path of devotion. And for if you're an introvert, intellectual person, you need the path of knowledge. But the, but the transcription of this how to act in the world is for all human beings. See the distinction? If you want to use it for vasanas, to reduce your vasanas, then it may not be for you unless you're a man of action. Does that make sense? Have I explained that? That's what this last paragraph is saying. An introvert and contemplative person has outgrown the path of action. See, you are at home studying every morning. You're thinking, contemplating. You're not a man of action. This isn't the right for you then. For you, it's knowledge and renunciation. You need to think. In, this, in that sense, this technique is limited to one class of people. Um, Swaminarayan, path of action. They follow the path of action. Through path of action, that's why service, seva, sacrifice, you'll find that at the highest level at Swaminarayan because they believe in path of action as the main. Am I right, Vanita? Yeah? Yes. Nilkant was a man of action. Okay, so this is quite deep, these two verses. Think about it. Any questions? Was it interesting? This is Karma Yoga, by the way. This whole chapter, this is what we are leading to. Good. 34 degrees today, enjoy the sun. Um, Tuesday, we can have um, Q&A, but we need to make sure there's a few people, at least four or five people, to be able to conduct the class. So if you'd like to join, please just mention it on the group that I'd like uh, you'd be joining, then we can decide to have a class or not. Yeah. Okay. So look, thank you for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your day.